semester. So I feel like, man, is there anybody that walked closer with Jesus than Peter? And then, like, we know what he was like when he was young and a fisherman and kind of nuts, you know, with Jesus and, and who he was and got himself in a lot of trouble. First and second Peter are cool because we're seeing Peter at the end of his life. Yeah. We're seeing him as he's kind of given his last words to the people of God. I mean, he's the guy that started, in a sense, started Christianity, right? Stands up in Acts. I mean, obviously Jesus is the one that started it, but like yeah. he stands up in Acts chapter two, and he's the one that kind of is, is the guy that Jesus chose to start the whole movement. Yeah. And then we see first and second Peter. We see Peter start to change. We see him become more mature. We see him as an elder. Like, what is he trying to say to the people there? Like, as an elder statesman, he's been around for a while. He's seen all the junk now that he can find in church. And it's like, at the end of his life, what are some of the most important things? And uh, so I'm really pumped about that. First thing I wanted to ask you guys before we, before we go into all this is, why are you here? Now, I wanted to, like, talk about that for a minute. As you're kind of thinking about why you're here, maybe just kind of, like, raise your hand and say, why are you here? Because for some of you, this might be your first time, like, I don't know, someone just told me to come, right? And, and that's a why. It's not a good why, but it's, it's a why, right? And so we're trying to figure out, like, what, what's, like, the good reason? What, what, are the, what are the reasons why we do what we do? And so maybe it's for you. Like, why personally did you, are you here in this room right now? You didn't have to come. You weren't forced to come, right? You're here because your own choice. Why did you decide to come? Anybody want to share? Sid? Um, so I think having time to dream with other people before the semester starts, like, really helps my faith. Like, being in a room and, like, dreaming what certain things are going to be like or what could happen with God, like, it's really good for my faith. Yeah, totally. Just getting a chance to dream together. That, that, that part of it is just so exciting, even in our own individual schools. Like, just dream of what's that going to do? And uh, what's so amazing about, like, kind of planning for a semester is that nobody has experienced it yet. And so, like, no one on earth has experienced, knows what's kind of happening in the next semester. We need a chance to really make that happen. And this is, to me, is where I start kind of really getting in that gear of starting to dream and stuff like that myself. But, yeah, who else? JK? Uh, look, just helping young people, like, follow Jesus. Because, like... This is the most. This is the most free time that we're ever gonna have in our lives, and so why not use it for something positive? Like, it's, like I'm sure for all of us, we have our reasons why we chose Jesus over the world, and so just helping other people realize why Jesus is so much better yeah. um, than the rest of the like than what the world has to offer um, is just like the big reason why. Totally. I mean, you could be at, like, an accounting conference right now, right? Or whatever your major is, right? You could be at a psychology, like, seminar. I'm like, those things are cool, but what's cooler than coming to a little a retreat where we're talking about changing people's lives, doing things in their life that are going to change the course of their entire eternity to totally, completely, radically change the world? I mean, it's pretty, we could be doing a lot, but wow, it's just really a cool opportunity to be here. Anybody else just want to share why we're here? JJ. Um, yeah. One, I think one because Jordan Massey was here. He gave an invitation. There you go. And he's like, yeah, you guys come on over. He, he really shows a lot of love to the Chattanooga crew, so I thank him for that. So it's good uh, being here with you guys, but I think something like this helps me to overcome fear of uh, the oncoming semester. It's going to be like the, the first time I'm not really a part of a big ministry. And, right. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a lot that can you can think about like man, am I gonna be a beast at sharing my faith or you know am I gonna you know plan well like you know am I gonna be up to the task? But I think just being here with the with the people like it just helps me throw away the fear because um, yeah. I know I'm I'm not fighting alone. 
Yes, love it. When I, I, I was kind of in a similar boat with, Jay, with JJ when I was living in Athens. I would come here for retreats. The only one from Athens here, I call myself part of the, you know, the Far East, you know, the North River Church, Church of Christ. And uh, it gave me so much confidence, like knowing I'm not in this kind of alone. I'm in with, with leaders that are all doing it together. And it's, that was that was huge for me. But let, let's get one more. Maybe Does someone want to share. Ten. You know, you kind of start buying into their why, right? And so for us, we're not, we're not 
a business, right? That's not how we run the campus ministry, right? It's not how we run the church. It's not supposed to look like a business, right? right? Or even a sports team. A sports team, the greatest sports teams out there, they don't start with, man, we just really love to run this office. They start with, what's our why? We want to win the championship, right? Or whatever their why is, and they kind of work backwards from there on how we're going to get to our goal. I think for us, we, we have something similar, but I would add one thing to it. We should start with our why and go backwards. I want to add one element to it, though. I really believe that first we start with our who. Yeah. Because at the very core of everything is God. Yeah. It's because I don't care where you come from or who you are, God loves you. Mm. You're walking with him. You're, you're awesome because God thinks you're awesome. You're awesome because God made you awesome. Right. It's not because you're like this extraordinary human that's different than everybody else and amazing. That is for sure true. You're special. But that's because God says you're special, right? And God kind of, made, kind of yeah. he's the one that distinguishes you from everybody else. Yeah. But it really starts with God. And so what made the disciples special? It wasn't because they're great words or because they had this great motivation. It's because they walked with Jesus. Yeah. Because they walked with Jesus, that's what made everything else possible. It's kind of like when you got like your big brother next to you or your daddy. Like you ever have that where you kind of walked into a situation and you're kind of nervous, you're a little bit scared, but you're walking in with like your dad, like, oh, let's do this. I'm ready to get this on, right? Or for me, like I'm pretty lame, and then people see I'm walking around with Bree, like, oh, he might be special, right? And so it's really because she makes me great, not because I'm like really cool. If he's talking about myself, you're like, who's that lame dude in the the corner, right? But because Bree's with me, like, man, this dude's probably incredible, right? And that's the same thing that it is with Jesus. And so, but at the very end of the day, right, it starts with our food. And that, to me, that was obvious, yeah. right? Like, we know that all of us in this room have been changed by Jesus, right? We've been created by God. We've been knit together in our mother's womb by Him. We've been given a plan, right, to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope in the future. That's His plan. That's not our plan. He's the one that every breath we take depends on if He wants to give it to us or not, right? And so, everything else starts with Him. Then after that, and now we can move into, okay, why, why, okay, there's God, now why do we serve him? Why do we do what we do? Because we do a lot of stuff, right? I think you know, what we're going to talk about tonight is why do we do what we do as a campus ministry? But obviously that starts with why are you a disciple? Because if you don't know why you're, you follow Jesus, then you're going to get burnt out super quick. If you don't know why you're a disciple, if you don't know why you, you got baptized in the first place, then... That's, that's something you got to really wrestle with. Hopefully you're, you're in this room because you know your why, of why you, why you love God and why you strive to follow Him. But that stuff is super important. You know, for me, my why is, is pretty simple. Why I decided to follow Jesus. This is one scripture that really has impacted me, kind of the one I go back to a lot, right? It's in John chapter 10. Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You know, this one is when I go back to all the time. Why do I do what I do? Because Jesus is the only one that knows how to give life. Everybody else out there, every other way out there, they don't know how to do it. It's actually just a thief that's coming in trying to steal your heart, trying to steal your time, trying to steal your life. Jesus is the only one that wants to give you life and gave up his life to give you life. And I think that's what kind of gives me my why at all times, is that Jesus is the one that holds, 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 holds the keys to life. And that's why I want to follow him. 
And for me, that was the thing when I was studying the Bible back, you know, at Subway, right? Back with my dad, back when I was 13, 14 years old. It wasn't necessarily because of my sin, but that's why, that's why I wanted to follow Jesus. It was because I was like, all I know is I want to be on that guy's team. That dude's amazing. I don't know how to do life. He does. He goes to the dead. He's a beast. I want to go follow him. And I know that my life is going to be taken care of because of that. But we all have different why. Like me and Bree were talking about this earlier, and she was kind of telling me her why. And I was like, that sounds awesome. That doesn't get me fired up as much. But like, that's what, if that, if that works for you, then like, that's, that's amazing. And it's like, all of us, I think, have, we don't all have to have the exact same motivation and reason, but we all have come from different contexts, right? And different things that kind of hit us in different ways. Even in your Bible studies, I bet if you asked, like, if we, if we talked about it in this room, everybody would kind of have a different time where something hit them. And it was like, it, I mean, the word study was just like coming super deep. Right. From then on, I was sold, right? And that was my why. So, look at the word of God. Right? Or maybe like you looked at the cross and the cross really impacted you or your sin or you talk about repentance or you, you found out you weren't a Christian for the first time in your life. Like, oh my goodness. So, everybody has different lives. And the, the point is that we all have necessarily, like in the big picture stuff, like the exact same why. But the important thing is that you have one. And the important thing is that you believe it to your core, right? And so that's kind of the big picture stuff. We're going to get down to more of the campus ministry stuff here in a second. We're going to come up and share a few things first. Wow. This is why I'm really excited for Peter. Guys, literally, the verse in First Peter I'm about to show, I'm not doing it yet, because I'm like, this is my why. It has been my why for the last 11 years as a disciple. So when I found out we were doing First Peter, I was like, this is it. This is my one statement, because I believe that this statement is what sums up all Christians who have lived and have never met Jesus face to face. I think this statement kind of sums this all up. It says, though you have not seen him, 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Does this not, like, sum all of us up? I have never seen Jesus before. I don't know what his face looks like. I don't know what his hair looks like. I've never heard his voice before. I've never seen him in my life. I love that. I would lay down my life for that man. And I don't see him now, but I believe in him. And I believe he's coming back. And he's going to come back to claim his own. So I will do whatever it takes for him to come back and find me awake, thinking about him and doing work in his name. That is my big why, just why I'm a disciple. Then kind of take it a step further, and you know, this is all, we're sharing our why, so you guys can find your scriptures. I know you guys already have a lot of them, but go back and why are you a disciple? But then why are you a leader? Why are you in this room? Why do you want to go a step further than you believe in God, you're thankful for salvation, but why do you want to serve people? And so, for me, it's really because that was Jesus' why. The more I get to know Jesus, the more I seek him, the more I see it was always about that was why he came. That was why it was his will, for God's will for Jesus to die. Was it was always about winning his people back. It was about you, his bride. It was about the lost, about bringing him home. And so I'll do whatever it takes to be a part of what he was a part of. So that's my why, why I serve, and why I love him. And so after this, you know, you guys will get time throughout this weekend, but just take some time to find your why. Find your scripture. Why am I in this? Why am I a servant? Why do I want to leave? Um, but that's my why. You know, I was reading something the other day, and uh, because all over the Bible it talks about this idea of remembering. Like, all of the scriptures, the whole book of Deuteronomy is, is a book that's dedicated to saying, hey, remember what we went through, right, back in Egypt. 
Remember the laws I gave you? Don't forget them. If you forget them, bad stuff about to happen, right? And then we see all of the scriptures. They say, man, the reason that you got so off track is because you forgot. Yeah. You forgot who I am. You forgot why we do all we do, right? And so now you start kind of doing a bunch of stuff. Start doing a bunch of like, they're in the temple. They're giving their sacrifices. They're praying. They're fasting. But they lost the why. They forgot. They forgot what God had done. They forgot who he was. And then I was reading something that says, then you remembered me. This is, I forget, I think it's Psalm 78. And he says, you remembered me, and then you turned back to me, and I was all there for you, and we were good. But then you forgot me again. But then I still remembered you. Yeah. And I think the cool thing about God is that God doesn't forget his why. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if God forgot why he created you. Oh, Imagine if God, Jesus is like, why am I here again? Like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And he kind of forgot. I love what Jeff said today, right? It was about, the, like, the, he, he kind of got in line with the why. Yeah. But it wasn't because of this epic mission, necess- first and foremost. It was because he loved the hand that gave him the cup. Mm-hmm. And it all goes back to the who. But then he got really in line with his why after that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because God always remembered his why. Yeah. I think we have, we, we do a lot of things, right? And I think you've got to have a why for everything that we do. Why do you go to church? Why do you pray? Why do you read your Bible? Why do you love other people? Like we said, why are you a leader? But t- you know, tonight we're, what we're going to be focused on is why do we do what we do as a campus ministry? Yeah. Why does our campus ministry exist? Because we do a lot of stuff, right? Here's, here's some of the stuff we do. We study Bible, people share our faith, have Bible talks, TNLs, Devos, D-groups, two-week push, the retreat, all sorts of things, right? There's so much stuff that we do, and I know a lot of us like, kind of get bogged down in that and sometimes like, overwhelmed with that stuff sometimes. And that's fine because we should be doing a lot of stuff as Christians, as followers of Jesus, right? Because then you'd be throwing up your time doing other stuff. Yeah. And so we do a lot of stuff, but the question is, why do we do what we do? For the next two minutes, what I want you guys to do is write down on a sheet of paper why you think we do what we do. If someone were to come up to you and say, what does Alpha Omega do? Right? What is your campus minute? Not what do you do, but why do you do it? Right? And so you guys do a bunch of stuff. Why do you do it? Take a couple of minutes to write that down, and then I'd love for you guys to share some of the stuff you come up with. And then we, we came up with one that, I, uh, that we're pretty excited about. I'll take a couple minutes to write it down. Okay, anybody got one off the top of their head? They're like, okay, I'm sure they're saying. Yeah, I wrote down uh, uh, my why, my request my why was, uh, was to make an impact with Christ on our campus that ultimately changes lives in the world.
That's great. Let me, let's take let's take maybe one more. Yeah. yeah. Is kind of what we're trying to bring. 
because we're there, something happens. Impact happens. And that impact isn't just like some negative thing or just going in and doing something just for the sake of doing it. We're trying to bring the kingdom of Jesus. And the kingdom of Jesus, that incorporates us being united together, but it also incorporates us going and loving people like nobody's, nobody's been loved before. But we believe the kingdom of Jesus is the only way to live. And it's the best way to live. And so we're trying to make an impact for this kingdom right here. And so um, that's our wife. Bree has a pretty cool story that she's going to tell
and to my why. And I just, I've kind of never had a year like this where I've been connected and passionate and grateful and like joy and gratitude have been like the theme of this last year. And honestly, it's because I get why, I get why we do this as kids. Yeah. I really do. And so even when I've gotten disconnected, God has kind of brought me back to that why. And so I do, I move forward with confidence now. And do you guys feel that way? Do you guys feel like you are moving forward with confidence? You are connected to your why. And you can get connected to your why. And that's what we want with this lesson. We want you guys to feel like you look at the fall and the spring and until you graduate. And you can look forward with confidence and say, I know exactly why I am here. Dude, come on, Sue. Don't tell that fuck. 
going to die. That's my why. My why is because I'm here on a mission. I'm going to death for these people. I ain't afraid of Herod. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. This why for Jesus, you see this boldness in him. This, this like, he's unafraid. He's like, let's get it on, man. Let's do this. Because he had his why on straight. He was like, I'm going to reach my goals. Right there, you can't stop me from reaching that goal. You can try. All your kings, you're the, you're the biggest guy in your kingdom, man. Come after me. But I got my why. I got my why right here. You ain't going to be able to take it away from me. When you got that, crazy things happen. Crazy things happen. You're inspired. You're motivated. You're full of joy. You're full of confidence. You're full of peace. Full of all these kinds of things on this list. You're improving every day, right? Because your Bible talk isn't making an impact. Then go improve it. Make it better. Don't keep doing your Bible talk because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Go make it better, right? right? You're studying the Bible with somebody not sure that's the way you're supposed to do it. Go improve. Go adapt, right? When David kind of comes face to face with Goliath, he goes to try on Saul's armor. He's like, no, that ain't for me, man. But I'm going to use my sling, what I got. I'm going to go. Because why? Because who's this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the living God? He's like, I'm going after this guy. And he's like, so maybe I can't try on the armor, but because I'm going after that, I'm taking my sling. I'm taking my gun with you. That's what happens when you got your why on straight. And you'll see it all over. You'll see it all over First Peter. That's why I'm really excited to go through it. Okay, we got some practice, you guys. <laughs> Practicals to ignite your why. Practicals to ignite it. Now, I want you to think about it. If you were connected to your why at this retreat, what would, what would this retreat look like? Versus if you weren't. I feel like if you're not, you're just going to feel funky about stuff. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel like, I don't even want to go through with this stuff. Like, why are we talking about people all the time? I don't even want to go on my like, like, I just want to go to sleep. I have to pay 35 bucks to not here and place you've been to 100 million times. Like, that's, I feel like if you're not connected to your why, you're going to feel funky. But if you're coming in here, like, with your why is just, just solid, it's grounded, and you're coming in here ready to attack it like Jesus was, and stuff's coming at you, like, who cares? Don't go tell that box. I'm going to keep doing stuff. I think this retreat's going to be epic. And I think as we go back to our campuses, people are going to start feeling that too. Yeah. And so some of the, some of the practicals Bree and I want to give you, the first one that I want to talk about, we don't have time to kind of go through it all, but there's a lot of like false, ungodly, unhealthy whys out there. And I think it's important to identify. Because if you're just doing what you're doing because someone told you to do it, and that's your why, or because you want to make someone in your life like your disciple happy or proud of you, or you're doing what you're doing a little bit in front of others, there's a lot of unhealthy whys that kind of sneak your way in there. And that's fine. You just have to identify it and say, no, that's, that's unhealthy. I'm going to now kind of change, change my why. More stupid things. Yeah. Um, well, I think one of them is uh, expect your why to be tested. You know, like, first we were talking about this, but the enemy is probably around the Lord and like, look at you devouring you. And he doesn't really care if you do the religious things. If you don't have a why, he's fine with that. You know, but if you have a why, or, you know, so he'll, he'll test your why. So I think just don't be surprised and don't be afraid and, and don't be embarrassed. If you don't have a why, you know, talk about it, pray about it, find your scriptures, but um, don't be afraid when they get tested. Yeah, for, I mean, it talks about the enemy like a prowling lion. You know, in 1 Peter 4, it talks about that. It says he's waiting to devour you. And so he's, when, when your why is tested, my why is tested all the time. Like I was talking to my dad yesterday, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to just get myself psyched for the semester. It's tough, right? But I kind of expect that. Like my why is. It's expected to get funky, but that's where you just kind of go back. It's the time of God. Okay, lock back in, and you go back out, right? But it's okay. We're just kind of working through it. And then the other one we have is kind of the idea of, like, a, the, the goal here is that we're all teaching the why. 
Yeah. 